Welcome to Rose Buddies. I'm Griffin McElroy. <laughs> I guess I'm Rachel McElroy. He did it! He jumped the fence. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Colton finally jumped over the fence. Mm-hmm. So good. And it was a, for a lot sadder moment than I was expecting him to do it for. I know. I thought it was going to be something funny and silly. But We're then back. it was really sad. We're doing this. <laughs> Welcome to Seeing Double. I am your co-host, Bradford Barth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Kretz. <laughs> that was that was good. Yeah, you like that? Uh-huh. You always like to throw me a curveball every now and then. Every once in a while. I'm not gotta, very good at improv, got to keep so. you on your toes. That's what ballet is for. Being on your toes? Mm-hmm. Tee-hee. How's your con crunching going? Uh, I didn't do any sit-ups yesterday. <laughs> Not that I can remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> so funny. We still have more than seven days. <clears throat> <laughs> all right. I'll ask you. That should answer all the questions. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. That's That's a start. Isn't it? <laughs> it's a bad start. <laughs> you should do things. I should. I am going to not work on anything for the next five days, probably. That's right, because you're going to be out of town. Yes. In Austin. We're not supposed we're, to. Where Griffin and Rachel are. <laughs> I'm taking their identity. <laughs> and they're not doing Rose Buddies. <laughs> and I would imagine they would have had a fun one with this one, personally. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, too bad. a bad uh, Bachelor in Paradise had to happen to just destroy that show. I think it's many more reasons than that, but I'm not going to get into it. Right. Um, Starting yeah. out strong. Yeah. Got to get those ums out. <laughs> <laughs> I worked on, I made my vest smaller. It looks like it's sitting on, it's on the mannequin a little better this time. It is, yeah. Your arm's not in the back of your back anymore. <laughs> it's it's right side in. Yeah. You have maybe, maybe you're reaching back to pick the underwear not, out of your crack or something. It's not zipped up. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Um, but I took it in like two inches on the side, so it fits a lot better now. Way to go. High five. Thanks. Uh. However, in the process, it tried to eat, tried to eat it, my sewing machine. Yeah? And uh, I It doesn't spent, look that hungry. It doesn't, but it, it's because I fed it accidentally on Sunday. Yeah? It decided to start eating the fabric, and I spent an hour trying to free it from uh. the machine. Broke my needle. Um, I had giant bruises on... on I, they weren't on the outside, but every time I... It's still a little tender. A little tender. From trying to, like, push things up and dig it out and hold things up with my... Paint. I was... I needed like four more arms to make it work. And unfortunately, you're not a Greek goddess. Yes. So with multiple hands. So that was annoying. Sorry to hear that. And I don't really know what to do because I don't have a s- flat head that's small enough to unscrew the I have plate. new socks. Also new underwear. I'll refrain <laughs> from showing you those. Okay. They have lightning bolts on them now. Cool. I know they're electric. <laughs> And in good news, I'm at 1,240-some-odd miles and just under an eighth of a tank of gas to go in my car. Magic. It's amazing. Magical. I'm unfortunately not going to get to 1,400 miles, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Do you know you just totally interrupted me and I wasn't finished talking? Mm It was all for the effect so that when you finish now, you'll feel that much more. <laughs> I was like, you'll did feel, you just like not hear You'll me? feel that much more joy in the end of your story. So now I promise not to interrupt it's for the next good story. 10 seconds. I don't have a flathead that's small enough, so I can't unscrew the plate on my sewing machine to get the rest of the thread that was eaten out of it. 
So it still has consumed fabric. In <laughs> it there. still has thread inside of it. You should get a smaller flathead. I would like to. I don't know where to get one. A hardware store? That's far away. Really? There's yeah. not one within walking distance? I don't think so. Wow. You live out in the boonies. <laughs> I live in the city where no one does hardware stuff. Everybody does hardware stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I need to do finish my Black Widow Iron Man 2 stuff if I'm wearing that to C2E2, which I would like to. We'll see, though. Five days from now, after you've returned yeah. from whence you've gone. And I just got all my black cat stuff in from Spider-Man. Suki's gray, though. PS4. Getting a dye? She's getting, she getting a no, hair dye? No. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it looks really <laughs> cute, so I think I'm going to style that wig and wear that one day, too. Get those spider boys. Which is confusing because sometimes I think of him as my son, but then like Black Hat is like his girlfriend yeah. sometimes. So it's very confusing for me. Anyway. Right. And Peter Porker's just your friend. Peter Porker. <laughs> is that the spider ham one? Yes. <laughs> it's his name, Peter Porker. <laughs> yes, Peter's just my friend. <laughs> And, or my son. He pulls insanely sized instruments out of his pockets. Because he's a cartoon spider person. It's true. Spider animal. Spider creature. Yep. Indeed. So, I'm excited to hear how you segue from all of this into our <laughs> content for this week. I'm at the edge of my seat right Let's now. <laughs> um... I'm struggling. I'm really, I'm so, yesterday I was so tired. I felt like I got hit by a car, just like Kira. (laughs) Wow, that happened so many episodes But she's recovering. Yeah, that's true. In the very beginning of the episode, she's laying in bed and recovering. It's true. From getting hit by a car. Okay, I'll give you that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And when last we... Talked about this. Uh huh. We learned that Helena and Sarah are tweens. <laughs> Twins. Oh, I was gonna say. <laughs> Not I thought, tweens. I was gonna. <laughs> they could be. No, they're not tweens because they're, they're like, definitely in their twenties. They're like twenty-eight. Yeah, so they can't be tweens because you know, tweens would require them to be. Yes. In between okay. teenager and I was and trying 20s. to do an accent and it didn't work. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. So they want to, Sarah wants to introduce Amelia to Helena so that she can realize like, hey, you're not some like miraculous original. You were born in the lab just like all of us. Mm-hmm. And this is your surrogate person. Right. Um, before she brings her down before Sarah brings Amelia down, they like pause and Amelia tells Sarah she has something to tell her in private and that Sarah has a place they can chat and Helena kind of hears this conversation. Uh, it's because she's crafty. She's crafty. Helena sees Amelia and kind of cackles. <laughs> or How snorts. can you be my mother? That was a really bad accent. That Sorry. was real bad. It's horrible. I can't do it. Sorry. Not I can't. But she said that. It's okay, I'll get I'll get there. I'll get to my mm-hmm. terrible Helena accent. Also, S is up Mrs. S is upstairs rummaging through Amelia's stuff and she finds a photo of some scientists in the seventies. And Kira appears on the stairs, poof, mm-hmm. and says, I think something's something bad is gonna happen. I think Kira is more magical than Poof. I think she aspirated onto the stairs. Aspirated? Isn't it as? What's apparated? Apparated. Thank you. Aspirated is like sweat. <laughs> no, that's perspirated. It's a breathing thing, I'm sure. Asper, yeah, something like so, that. So yeah, so she was more like. Yeah. That's that's what Kira did. Or she hopped because she's a lizard. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. When did we do this one? When did she become a lizard? Last week or last time. Oh, that's right, because she grows back her appendages. I forgot. 
Kasima. Kira's not a lizard. <laughs> She's not a lizard. Uh, Amelia explains to Helena the science behind what happened and that they're twins. And Helena gives us our first sestra. Yep. You're my twin sis- sestra. Sestra. And Sarah gives us our first meathead, which makes me happy. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to be your sister, meathead. Oh, Sarah. She just wanted her to know that she wasn't the original and that she was born from science. <laughs> Unfortunately, Just like the rest of us. Yes. Well. Consider yourself <laughs> at home. <laughs> Consider yourself part of the family. <laughs> and from now on, Orphan Black is a musical. <laughs> Unfortunately, this tender touching reunion is cut short because the police burst into the house including art yep oops um art arrests sarah and for... i don't i didn't write it down he just said she's under arrest i don't think they yeah, ever tell that's... her for what though yeah yeah and kira sees it happening and it's very sad because it's probably not the first time she's seen her mom get arrested and take it away i would imagine not you know, her mom did leave a very live. Start over. Uh huh. Her mom did lead a very interesting life. Is true. She has a record. While this madness is going on, I bet she on, has a couple because she really likes punk. I just did the like Tony Stark after <laughs> all the Guardians. Or you can assure us you kick do names pleasure yourself. and take take ass part, and he just <laughs> sighs and stares. Kick names and take ass. Who says that? Mantis. <laughs> oh man, I need to watch Marvel all over again. Anytime. All of it. Anytime, Brad. Just beginning to end. I'll even include the. Uh, the black sheep. No, we don't include that one. I'll do it myself. Yeah, I'm not watching it. <laughs> Why not? I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> I like Edward Norton, but he is not my Bruce Banner. He is not the right Bruce Banner. It's true. My baby Mark is. That's he's the correct choice. Oh man, I'll go on a tangent. Let's not. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, she has a record. <laughs> Uh, Art is trying to get stuff out of Sarah, but she's like, "You'll never, you would never believe what's actually going on." And he's like, "Try me." Meanwhile, Allison is doing her booty boot camp. Yep, is that the real video? No, that's just. Oh, what? that's what you call it. That's an Iron Man two joke. Oh yes, that's, it always comes to Marvel. That's what Happy says to to Nat when she like gets into the ring with him and she's like ready to fight him and he's like oh what do you do booty boot camp okay, okay. and then she kicks his ass yes it's great so he should do booty boot camp mm-hmm. just saying uh she's doing her booty boot camp when the doorbell rings and it's sneaky leaky <laughs> hello <laughs> Allison says she's armed uh, but she lets him in anyway to chat. Allison tells him she just wants her life to go back to normal. And so Leaky has an offer for her that he has a contract for her to sign that ensures that she'll be unmonitored. Her family will be protected from Helena and she'll have her privacy and life back, basically. But she has to agree to come in for two non-invasive medical tests per year because of all the health concerns in the clones, like the respiratory disease. And he calls it's Helena's mental illness. You mean her programming by some fanatic religious people? Exactly. Her nurture, not her nature, Leaky. Yeah, yeah, Come on. She's she's been mind, mind something. Brainwashed? Brainwashed, there you go. That's the word, the brain, the muscle in your head. Yep. Mind cleansed. <laughs> That's what she needs. <laughs> yeah. From the brainwash. <laughs> yes, she needs a good mind cleansing. He tell Leaky tells Allison to discuss it with Sarah and Kasima and they can figure it out together. 
He also tells her that as a gesture of good faith, her monitor has been lifted. Ooh. That is pretty convenient. Like, did he know about what's going to happen no, next? No, that's why, yeah. So that's pretty... It was just good timing. This is just, yeah, this is just a really good it was, culmination of events. It was, yeah, a very good coincidence. Because uh, when he leaves, she notices... Does she notice that now? I thought it was later. Oh, maybe it is later. It's much later. Felix, oh, that's right, it's one. Fe- is it? No, it's now. It's later. Is it later? Okay. Felix is in custody for abetting Sarah because he identified the body as he identified Beth's body as Sarah's. He's definitely not in for abetting the <laughs> coroner. <laughs> True. Uh, Angela DeAngelis is kind of giving him a hard time and he tells her that she really needs to get laid. And she says, but all they seem to meet are gay men. Oh, man. That is a sick burn on herself, actually. And Felix a little bit. I don't know. It was kind of funny. He was kind of proud of it, I'm sure. Yeah. But it was funny, though. (laughs) Kasima gets off the bus. She has arrived in Toronto. But then she starts. Why are you giggling? Hello, Toronto! (laughs) Toronto! How's everybody doing in the house tonight? <laughs> Let me tell you, I was at that show when they did that, and it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> not the, not Kiss, but but Mabimba <laughs> when they did the Toronto oh, thing, God. and he had the stupid board on his table, and he kept pressing it. Yep. Hello, Toronto. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, Kasima starts coughing a lot. Yep. And when she looks at her hand, there's a bunch of blood. <gasps> no. Well, now I guess we can rule out smoking too much ganj. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what Katya, the German, <laughs> was doing. Coughing up lots of blood. So she has the respiratory illness that... I thought a couple episodes ago he said that there were no markers of a respiratory Oh, there were no genetic markers for a respiratory problem, mm-hmm. but there could still be. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Because it's in different. Who were the parts. two samples again? I know one was Cosima's. What was the other one? I think it was Katya. So if they both have the same, I guess it's just not genetic. It's That's not what a they were saying. Disease. Okay. Gotcha. It. I think it was a mutation. Okay. I can't remember though. That makes sense. Uh. Maybe we- it's just plain old cancer. No, because eventually. Okay, all right. <laughs> they explain it in great detail. In I'm sure they do. I just don't remember. Or something. That's so long away from now. It is very long time. Uh, Sneaky Leaky is at the bus stop now. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's just, just sneaking around. He's making his, his uh, moves. He's making his sneaky rounds. <laughs> He offers to give her a ride to her hotel, and she kind of reluctantly agrees, but also it's probably cold, so might as well. Not, well, they are in. Not call an Uber. Toronto! <laughs> so, yeah, maybe. It's a little chilly. It looks cold. <coughs> he offers her a job at Dyad. Within a, he gives her an employment contract to fill out, and mm-hmm. he says he will give her generous compensation along with her complete sequence genome so that she has the freedom to study herself and her sisters without any, I guess, like oversight kind of. He's called it, he said it unfettered research, basically. Right, but he only gave her her complete <coughs> genetic right. sequence. Yes. Her individual one. Yes. Okay. Because they all have different markers right. that identify them. So, Sarah is still in custody, and she finally just kind of breaks down and says she'll tell Art everything as long as he promises to protect her and her daughter. But then a dude bursts, appears, poof. He bursts <laughs> into the room. He's also from, did you recognize him this time? No. <sighs> We've been watching Battlestar. Come on, Brad. Is he the, ba- is he, is he the uh, curator of the museum? Yeah. Okay. I didn't make the connection. Yeah, Daniel, as he introduces himself to them, 
He uncuffs her and says he's saves the day. Daniel saves the day at the end, everyone. He saves the day. Yeah. He gets he gets her out. He does get her out. Sweet. He I knew says, there was another good person in this show. <laughs> he's the best. He's so nice. I, you know what? He's yeah, her, he is. He's her lawyer. He's there to help her. He gets her uncuffed <laughs> and gets her out. Look at Mrs. S pulling strings for her. What a what a what a great mom. Uh-huh. Uh and except then they arrive at a big corporate building. Right. Where Mrs. S secretly works. No. As a night cleaning janitor. Because <laughs> she seems to be home all day all the time. Daniel says they released Felix too. And then they get into a creepy elevator. Uh-huh. And then they ride it up to probably the top. And Paul. <laughs> Paul. Paul. Is there when they get out. Okay. He's a little mad at her because she left him hanging with Leaky when she was supposed to deliver Helena. Right. Yeah. You know, that's. He gets. You get ghosted, it bothers you, I suppose. That's true. Yeah. Probably didn't. She probably didn't text him either. No, probably not. Uh, he tells Sarah to just listen to what they have to say and because it'll make things better. And she says, Do I have a choice? I'm starting to leave the impression that this lawyer was not hired by Mrs. S. <laughs> you, you might be on to something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, you she, know. She's still not there. so you know. Right, yeah. It was a shot in the dark. So Sarah walks across this big open space. And then Rachel turns around. And she introduces herself. She is a clone. Right. She has a blonde bob. She's wearing some corporate out- office outfit. Right. She says, my name is Rachel Duncan. We are going to come to terms. Boom. New contender. Now we know what her face looks like. We, kn- we didn't see it last time. We knew what her freaking face looks no, like we didn't. for him. No, we knew what her profile looked like, but not her face. We knew it was a clone. We know what her face looks like. <laughs> it's the same face. <laughs> you don't know. She could have had buck teeth. <sighs> <laughs> what? Sarah sits down, and the first of many fantastic Sarah Rachel scenes. I mean, JK, they never meet again. (laughs) Um, I just enjoy Sarah and Rachel interacting with each other. Just because they're so the complete opposite of each other. Because she was, you know, sitting up so proper and tall, and Sarah's just like... Hunched over and... Legs spread. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> chill, punk. She chill. Rachel uptight. Rachel's just been raised a prim and proper woman. Mm-hmm. And Sarah is a gutter punk. <laughs> yeah. But I love her. Sarah needs to just start doing the rain in Spain falls mainly in the, the plains. plains. You know, and then we can get her going. Yeah. She just needs that life coach. Who then she will fall in love with and marry, of course. That should have just been Rachel. I mean, maybe the other stuff, sure. But, (laughs) you know, Rachel could have taught her. (laughs) No, Rachel's not that way. She seems a little selfish. I could tell by the look on her face. (laughs) She looks like the rest of them. (laughs) You can't say mean things about Rachel. Stacy's listening and she's going to come for you. (laughs) Bring it. <laughs> you don't know where I live. You know where I spend one day a week on the island. And She's going to be here in a month. She can hunt you down. Oh, no. <laughs> she going to get you. I love to hate Rachel at times. I mean, it's just true. Right now, I know nothing about her. Rachel is a precious baby, and she makes some questionable decisions and hurts people that I like sometimes. But but she she had a lot of shit going on. Mm-hmm. As they all do. Yes. <laughs> tell me more. I won't tell you more because otherwise I we'll will do it spoil later. things. Right. So what's next? So they have a discussion. She gives her another contract about too, the right? contract. Yes, she says the contract formalizes contact with what Rachel calls topside, um, which is. Like the overarching organization of Dyad and the clones. Okay. And Sarah says, is this the part where 20 more of you robot bitches walk in? Rachel is unaffected by this comment (laughs) or attempts to be. (laughs) She is a um, 
She has no feelings. I think she gives her... She has feelings. Shut no, up. No, zero. Right she there. has a lot of feelings. She's just a cold-hearted, rock-chested Stop. person. <laughs> Rachel slow blinks and then says she will transfer her to self-awareness. Um, there, it says that this will transfer her to self-awareness and that she and Topside are not the enemy, but the Prolethians are, or as she calls them, Helena and her ilk. Right. But Sarah just has more questions. She wants to know what they were really created for and if they're just really going to leave them alone, basically. Rachel says, or Rachel brings Kira into it as a reason that she she should sign because it will offer her protection. Wait a minute. Nobody's supposed to know about Kira. Everybody knows now. How'd this happen? She says it's for... She calls it Sovereignty Association, where Sarah will be free to live unmonitored, but available. And take 24 hours to think about it. Okay. Seems like a reasonable request for right now. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I have to check into my flight soon. I was just checking to make sure. Uh, Allison, Sarah, and Kasima meet up and have a chat at Felix's loft to talk about the contracts and all the craziness. And some excellent filming going on in this scene, let me tell you. Yeah. You cannot even tell. Kasima and Sarah hug each other. Yeah. They sit in this, they all, all three of them sit in the same room drinking. Somebody passes wine from one to the other. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really well done, even for their early season one budget. I know. This is how I know that there's more than one Tatiana Maslany. Look at that. I said it right the first time, even. The only time I thought it, I could kind of notice it was when Kasima was coming into the loft and Sarah was opening the door for her. I felt like there was a little bit of Sarah in front of Kasima on purpose kind of thing. Oh, for like, To like uh, make sure they view. switch their faces gotcha. and stuff. But okay. otherwise, I think it was, yeah, obviously seamless. Kasima mm-hmm. tells Sarah that she should have listened to her about Big D and she's, she's very sad about it. Right. They hug and all drink wine together. Kasima warns Sarah that Rachel might really be after Kira since she's the first child of a clone. And Science. Yeah. yeah. Allison just wants to know who Rachel really is. Uh, Sarah says that Amelia told her there was a child raised within the system, which seems to be like under Neolution. Right. Uh, who was self-aware. Who was self-aware. And so Felix dubs her pro-clone. So okay. she's pro-clones rather than the other people who are un, not self-aware and are against anti-clone. the whole cloning thing. Gotcha. So we got pro-clones and anti-clones. <laughs> Allison has decided that she wants to sign because she doesn't want any more spies and she just wants her kids to be safe. And Kasima and Sarah are like, yeah, that's your call. You know, yep. do what you got to do. We're not going to judge you. Kasima gets a big, gets a text, not a big text, a text from Big D. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that says she just got off a plane. Where? Toronto! <laughs> and Felix says, here? <coughs> Stupid needy bitch. <laughs> wow. That's what Felix said. He doesn't even know her yet. He knows that he hurt Kasima, who's his friend, or she hurt Kasima, who is his friend. Well, they're, not, they're not really friends yet. He says she's crazy and loony the whole time. But they've known each other for a couple months now. Over the internet. He's still he's still like he's still on the clone side versus yeah, the I versus suppose. the monitor side. She kinda looks like her sister. And her boobs are bigger. And she'll smoke weed with him. That's true. Yep. <laughs> a friend with weed is a friend indeed, <laughs> some song says. Right? Yep. <laughs> Poor Vic is in some sort of help group, support group, AA, maybe. Probably NA? NA, NA, yeah, that makes more sense. I couldn't think of what the other one was called. Yes, NA. DeAngelis approaches him after he gives a talk about all the shit going on in his life. Right. She asks him what's going on with Sarah, but he doesn't want to get involved. And he says the last time he saw Sarah, she was playing housewife in housewife in the suburbs. So Allison is taking the trash out, and she sees in the suburbs. She right. sees that Ainsley is moving, 
which... Uh, and then we have that comment from yes. Leaky earlier. And Al- as we know, Allison assumes Ainsley is her monitor, and it coincides with the fact that Leaky told her he's... Removing her removing monitor. her monitor. So it's all a big old coinky-dink. Yeah. You couldn't plan this better. Yeah. Good job, Leaky. Nice timing. Uh, Allison follows her, or goes over to ask her, like, oh, are you moving? And then they kind of chat at each other back and forth. <laughs> chat, S- chat snipe, at you, though. Snipe at each other back and forth. <laughs> take, I couldn't think of the word. Take aim and, <laughs> and fire their bullets. <laughs> uh, Allison follows her into the house. Uh-huh. Because she just wants her to admit about the monitor, like, oh, I saw Doctor, Le- I saw Doctor Leaky today, and blah 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 blah, and she's just like, oh my Who's god, that? was it to get help or something? Because you need it, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. They talk about how they used to be friends, and Ainsley pulls out this felt Christmas angel that Allison made for her. I think it was a pot holder. Right? No, it was a it was a Christmas ornament. Oh, I think. Okay. And then she's just ranting and raving about Allison and. She starts to stuff the felt creature down the garbage disposal while claiming that Allison is jealous of Ainsley because she was able to have kids and Allison's barren, which, cheap shot. Ooh, yeah, that's true. Um, Ainsley has kids? Yes. They were at the, the potluck party were in they? episode okay. six. Just wondering she if yells we ever at, She them. yelled at them for running or something. Gotcha. And that's why she's a coach for the ice skating team, because her kids are on the team. Oh, yes. That would make more sense, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I just don't think we ever really saw. Uh, We do see them also later on, I believe, in season four. Anyway, or season five. Episode three. (laughs) She just knows this stuff, guys. I do. Just right off the top. Just right off the dome. She knows what season and episode. What's the name of that episode? I don't know the name of it. Okay. I can't pull that one out. I just know that's the Allison episode. Too much Marvel has... uh, infected her brain now. i don't the you have to like uh, deal with the fact that thor from black episodes have crazy titles like That's this true. one is called endless forms most beautiful all of the titles are really long phrases uh-huh. and words so and it is season one episode 10 in case i didn't mention that before which i don't think i did it is the season one finale oh, okay so she's stuffing the felt angel down the garbage disposal turns the garbage disposal on and then her long scarf is also caught in it. Right. And starts to pull on it and choke her a little bit. Right. She starts getting sucked more and more and it starts choking her more and more. And Allison rushes over to the button, but she kind of just pauses and hovers over the button. Uh huh. And instead of pressing it, she just watches. Doesn't. Ainsley <laughs> get reverse hung. Yeah, she just watches Ainsley get killed by her garbage disposal, basically. She and that's stops where the garbage is supposed to go, right? Ha <laughs> ha, burn! <laughs> she stops moving, and Allison just kind of pokes her with a spoon. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was her finger, I can't remember. It was her finger. Finger, okay. And then she slowly backs out of the house, wipes her hand off the doorknob, and goes home. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> she well, ma- she didn't kill her. She she made a choice, though, to not help her. Yeah. <laughs> not die. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> like, she just sat and watched. She just kind of, yeah. She could have easily pressed the button and helped she her. She could have turned it off. It's but true. But she chose. She made a choice. She just maybe didn't act fast enough. Didn't realize that it was going to choke her out so quickly. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you learn from your mistakes. Next time, I'm sure she will be more cautious around somebody getting choked out with a garbage disposal. I'm just, yeah, you know, it happens all the time. Just this one time, she just didn't act fast. Enough. Right. Yeah. It's just like, you know, you shouldn't wear ties near high-powered shredders. and mm-hmm. Be careful when your shoes are untied, when you're on an mm-hmm. escalator. Right. Don't have... Don't have flowing clothes when you're throwing trees into a wood chipper. I mean, it's just common sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alice, later on... Don't ride a horse while you have a noose tied to a tree and around your neck. I mean, <laughs> some of these things. Good grief. <laughs> uh, later on that day, Allison kind of pokes her head outside to check on the Ainsley situation to see if anybody's noticed that mm-hmm. she is dead. But no one, there's nothing going on yet. Still quiet. 
Right. However, Art and DeAngelis are parked outside and they see yet another person that looks exactly like Sarah and Beth. God, man, there's just so many of them. Yeah, and DeAngelis says, is that Sarah Manning? And Art says, that's another person entirely. And didn't they already have it before? Oh, so when they had Sarah in, they yeah. showed her the face reconstruction. Of, so they know. Katya. Yeah. So they know that the uh, rock grinder or whatever mm-hmm. it was person was another clone. Right. Or, sorry, lookalike. Indeed. So Sarah's at home again, and she's kind of packing stuff up for Kira in case they need to hit the road real fast. Mm-hmm. She's like. I don't really feel good that Helena's on the run again, whatever. She's a monster. But uh, Kira tells Sarah that Helena isn't a real monster, and she's just not worried about her. Oh, isn't Kira nice? Mm-hmm. Such a good girl. And then Sarah goes to talk to Mrs. S, who's she is on guard with her shotgun, waiting for anyone that might come and fuck with her family. Mm-hmm. She tells her to mind Amelia, because remember, she didn't raise her. And... She has and a feeling. She has, yeah, she has a weird feeling about her. But they hold hands, and Sarah tells her, I know, of course. And it's a nice little sweet, tender moment. Uh-huh. Back at the loft, Kasima is in the bathroom coughing again, and blood just spurts on out of her mouth, and it's real violent. Yep, all over the sink. All over that white sink that Allison just cleaned a couple episodes ago. <laughs> Allison will be upset. She'll be bad. She'll actually probably be glad to clean more. It'll give her something to do. Take her mind off the accidental murder. <laughs> yep. Accidental intentional murder. <laughs> accidental witnessing a murder? Murder by proxy? I don't know. Uh, what was, What's it called when you just watch something happen? Isn't there... You can get arrested for that? Yeah. Bystander? Bystander murder. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure there's a technical term I can't think of. Yep. It's very terrible that she's coughing and it makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Big D has arrived. Coming and swinging. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kidding. Felix opens the door and sees her and he says, oh, now I get it. <laughs> he says, it's Delphine. She got baggage. <laughs> and he tells her, you know, if Sarah was here, she'd kick your willowy ass. <laughs> And then he departs to give them some privacy because they got some lesbian shit to work out. Right, right. Because he knew right away. He knew. He always makes comments about their lesbian silliness. Well, you know, he's got the the gene to figure that out. It's true. He knows. He can smell it in the air. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Big D claims that she's on Kasima's side now and that Leaky is a liar. Big fat liar. But Kasima's just like, don't touch me and blah, whatever. <laughs> Back to her vampirism. <laughs> don't touch me. Blah. <laughs> Especially when we're in Toronto. <laughs> That's where all the vampires live, didn't you know? Uh, <laughs> so she plugs in her, she's had her sequence plugged in and she was looking for the markers, but. Right. Delphine tells her that Leaky scrubbed the sequence that identified her so that she couldn't figure it out. Uh, how the marker works? How the marker works, yes. Okay. Um, well, no, because it was there. Or did she have the previous one? She didn't have the decoded version. Oh, got you. Okay. Which is what they're trying to do. They're trying to figure out what this other sequence means to figure out how they can identify. Okay. How they identified Beth from Sarah. Yes, got you. Makes sense. Understood. Yes. So Cosima finally relents and lets Delphine help her. At Pole and Beth's townhouse, Sarah answers the door for mm-hmm. Amelia. Right. Asks offers her. to get her drink. <laughs> she didn't say it that way. Did she? she <laughs> it was a pretty thick accent. Oh, really? Even before I knew that even before I was like knew about all the clones play because it doesn't really happen that much. I was like, that wig looks off. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just didn't say much. She was just like, drink. <laughs> okay, I didn't think it was that big of a. I thought it was initially. so obvious that it was not Sarah. I was I like, was that's later. Helena when I first saw that episode. Yeah, Sarah would have been more talkative, I suppose. 
Yeah, she's just like quiet and says one word. And I, and I was like, her wig looks or her hair looks real weird. So it's not Sarah. It's Helena who stabs Amelia in the gut. Yep. Because she's mad that about her upbringing. She, she says, gave you them. gave me to them. You let them make me this way. I see. Revenge. Sarah arrives at the townhouse to a bloody mess and a brown wig. <laughs> a bloody, bloody mess. <laughs> so you caught yourself before I could say it. I was going to say, you know, she's just not using the phrase bloody mess. <laughs> I mean, it was a bloody mess. <laughs> a bloody, bloody mess. Her phone it rings. It was a bloody, bloody mess. Yep. Her phone is ringing and it's Helena who invites her somewhere. Some a warehouse somewhere, who knows? Right. Allison is sitting at her table, trying to drink some wine, crying and shaking about what happened. It's finally starting to get to her. She's having a bit of a mini breakdown, and yep. then Donnie comes home, and she starts crying about how she did such a terrible thing, and he's just like, no, 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 it was me. <laughs> I let those people in our home. They had no right to intervention you like that. Oh, Donnie. It's not always about you, Donnie. I know, right? It's about the woman your wife just watched die. Oops. Uh, so he comforts her even though he has no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. And he says they can put everything behind them. And they hug and kiss and make up. And it's very sweet. He's her rock. But she is the rock of this family. <laughs> Don't forget him. <laughs> well, he's her rock. Yes. But she is so the So she can rock. be the rock. And if you smell what she's cooking, it's probably a really good baked dessert or something. Mm, you yeah. know, maybe some cookies. Mm. If you smell what Allison is cooking. Cosima <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Delphine are working on the sequence. They've differentiated the... Or that they've identified the differentiating sequence, but they still need to decode the message that goes along with it. But nothing's working. And they have GTCA to work with. And she's like, if I only knew what my code was, I could figure it out. And Delphine says she knows what her code is. She's seen it a million times. Oh, okay. Well, that's a dandy thing. And it is 324B21. So they figure if they can attach the number or associate the numbers with the letters, they can figure out what the message is. Okay. But they keep trying that, and that doesn't work. So then Cosima realizes that, oh, when they were doing these things, this was like almost 30 years ago in the, you know, 70s, 80s, when they didn't have all these fancy codes. So she gets the idea that it's binary. Right. And it's AT and GC. And so then she uses those to try to decode the message. Okay. We'll get back to them. Oh, all right. Of course. <laughs> it's all interwoven together. Of course you just they're, switch they're, off of this. They're doing some work. This bit here that they we're gotta doing. Do, they got to do some coding. So, yeah, you know, we'll come do, back to them we'll when they're done. We'll come back to them a little later. Uh, because Sarah has arrived at the building. Right. There's Helena's drawings everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Her little stick figure people. Mm-hmm. She follows the trail of blood, and then she finds Amelia's body. Amelia gives her a photo of the scientist that we saw that Mrs. S pulled out. Right. But now it is all bloody, of course. And on the back it says, Project Lita. Yes. Ooh, what could that mean? It's another clone. We just haven't met her yet. Lita. Uh Lita, yeah. She tries to say something about, you know, warning her about Mrs. S, but she dies before she can get it out all the way. Okay. This is like, you know, it's funny. You know, we just had... In Battlestar Galactica, a warning about Adama, and now oh, we're getting yeah. a warning about Mrs. S. It's like melding pretty good. It is melding pretty good. I'm liking this. We there, got mysteries parental, all over the place. Our me- parental figures are being called into question. They are. Uh, Helena comes in, lighting a flare. She's wearing Sarah's Clash t-shirt. Uh, Sarah's upset and crying because Helena killed the one person she's been dreaming about her whole life, which mm-hmm. was... You know, her birth mother. Right. So, okay. Helena says, she separated us. She tore us apart, but now we're together. And then she spits on Amelia's dead body. Sarah says, you're nothing to me. You're just some crazy bitch wearing my (laughs) t-shirt. 
Helena headbutts her pretty damn hard and knocks her down. Mm -hmm. And then she wraps a big old chain around her neck and starts bashing her around the room. It's pretty violent. Sounds it. I don't remember this part for some reason. She says, I cannot kill you, sister, like you cannot kill me. And then Sarah is on the ground and she pulls a gun out. And Helena says, Sarah, we make a family, yes? And then Sarah says, I've already got a family. And then she shoots her. And she falls down real hard backwards. And blood starts coming out of her. I don't remember any of this. I don't don't know what I was doing at this moment. It's a pretty dramatic scene. (laughs) No wonder you were like, "Uh uh-huh, and then? (laughs) I'm intrigued. Because I I can clearly, honestly do not remember this scene at all. I've blocked it out. I've blocked it out. It was too it was too, too traumatic for me. Well, you know, Sarah is now traumatized and she's an emotional wreck and she calls Sarah or she calls Rachel. Uh-huh. She wants to know that her daughter won't have to live like this and says that she's coming in. Allison signs her contract and emails it along to Rachel. Okay. Just as the ambulance has shown up at Ainsley's house. Right. Rachel gets her email and says, One down, two to go. I remember this part. Donnie asks what's going on, and Allie says, you know, outside with the ambulance, and she's like, hmm, none of our business. He says, <laughs> I don't know why I started getting theatrical about it all. Because you were, you were, you were. I'm into it. <laughs> you were channeling Allie. I'm channeling all of them. He says he's going to go for a jog because he's been a lump and she deserves better. They smooch and he heads out the door. He starts, he already starts to job. <laughs> he starts to jog down the street. Uh-huh. And he looks behind him, and then he gets into a car with Leaky. Sneaky Leaky strikes again. Sneaky Leaky, now Sneaky Donnie. Come wow. on, Donnie. You would earn so many points in this episode. He just d- flushed them all him. down yeah. the. T- he pushed, shoved them all down the garbage disposal. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> he says they're back on track. You know, seven-year itch. Yeah. So. Sarah goes inside the big building where Rachel is waiting for her. Uh huh. And first she goes into the elevator where Paul is. Paul. He looks like such a little sad puppy in this part. It's because he is sad. I know. He's trying to comfort her, but she doesn't want to be comforted. She doesn't want anything. And he finally confesses to her what they have on him in Afghanistan, which is why he's still working for them. Mm-hmm. And it's that he was a private contractor and he killed six marines in friendly fire and covered it up. Okay. And he tell and he tells Sarah, if you're born outside outside of their control, what do they have on you? Which is like he doesn't want her to be part of this. He wants her to I took that as he wants her to leave okay. and not get wrapped up in this. Right. Cuz he has to be. He has to be you know, indebted to this organization and this this corporation, but she doesn't she, have to be. Yeah, she's never been part of this until the last few months. Gotcha. Kasima has cracked the code in her genome, and she calls Sarah. Yeah. She tells her, while she's still in the elevator, she says, you can't make a deal. They're liars. Any freedom they promise is bullshit. That it's a patent that the sequences on their bodies, they've patented their, their bodies, their biology, everything they are is property, and everything they become belongs to them. Well, they and he she tells her the most important thing is that they could claim Kira. So Sarah hangs up and she tells Paul that they patented us, and so we don't know what happens until Rachel gets an email that says, Up yours, pro clone. (laughs) So the elevator opens, but no one is in there, not even Paul. Sneaky. Now who's sneaky? Rachel. Rachel gets on the phone. Yep. And says, "You know what to do." Um, back with Casima and Delphine, we finally see what she discovered, what she uncovered in her in her sequence, and that it there's a line in it that says, "This organism and derivative genetic material is restricted intellectual property." And then Casima breaks down and she tells Delphine that she's sick. 
And I can't deal with her little face in this part. She's crying and it's so sad. <laughs> I'm getting emotional thinking about this scene. Because it's one of my favorite sequences of the whole series is when I was just like, my mind like literally was blown watching this whole part with like the elevator and the they're patented and then Kasima and and then Sarah rushes home to get Kira but the house is ransacked and she runs through the house shouting for Siobhan and Kira uh-huh. but everyone is gone and she goes into Kira's room and the window is open it looks like someone just came in and kidnapped her and then Sarah like leans her head out the window and shouts for Kira and it's so emotional <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, "No, I have to wait a year. <laughs> I hate everything." <laughs> yep, you did. You had oh. to wait. It's one of it's like all of that together, all of these things happening at the same time, and like the music is rising. Oh, it's just so such it's a good too much, such a good sequence, and it makes me cry every time. Yes, which is why I can't talk about it. It's hard to talk about. It. I see you crying right now. I'm not crying. Well, you're trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to sob. No, it's mostly, I feel like it's the Cosima and her little face and her little like chin, chin her, wobble. Her little chin wobble. Yeah. And then Sarah crying about Kira. It's right. All, and Kira being gone and the house Kira being, being ransacked. Gone, you don't know what the hell's going on. <sighs> Stupid. And Donnie went into the car with <sighs> Leaky. So upset. I was so it's mad. Too much. I remember I was so mad. Because <laughs> I watched. I think this season I watched like the first eight episodes in one day and then I watched like the last two the next day. Yeah, you did what I did. Yeah. The final episode was coming up and I'm like, right, I wanted to watch this show yeah. and I can watch it all now and I binged it up to the finale. Yeah. Because I had, I think I had queued it to record so I like had them all. I just oh, hadn't started watching. I had downloaded them because I don't think I knew it existed until, I don't even, I don't know, someone, I can't remember how I discovered it but... I kept seeing a commercial because of Doctor Who. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, it was, it was very vague, which really grabbed my attention. So I'm like, I want to watch this show. So I think I had set it up to record. Yeah. But I was watching so much stuff at the time that I didn't have enough time to watch what I was recording. Like I was behind on so many things. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was always playing catch up and I didn't want to start a new show to to make my catch up worse. But I had it all because, you know vote it yes and uh yeah so i got to binge it all right before the finale <laughs> it was great yeah i just remember i was so mad that i had to wait because <laughs> that's a that's a cliffhanger of a finale but that is yeah they do that um four more times yeah just gonna say it for three well more three times, more times three more times i'll leave you hanging goodness but we won't leave you hanging. We'll be back with more Orphan Black in like three weeks. So It's kind of a little bit of a hang. I mean, It's a little you know, hang. You, know, three you weeks can keep now. watching if you want, but whatever. Do you have any fun facts for this episode? I do. So a lot of my fun facts are from the Orphan Black blog. <laughs> it's hard to say every time. Orphan <laughs> Black blog. The Orphan Black blog. And so someone asked, can someone really own someone else's DNA? Okay. And they said, maybe slash is complicated, you know, like a relationship. <laughs> and, be, and it's being argued in the highest courts as as they sent the episode to the TVs. This was four years ago or five okay. years ago. Patents because and ownership of any kind of property are based in law and law changes from country to country. Right. Much of our unfolding conspiracy present and past is inspired by real-world court battles over who, if anyone, would, could, or should profit from scientific advancements. When, this is a different topic now, when they came up with the idea of the pro-clone, the idea of a child raised with, within a corporation fully aware of who, she, of who she is was something they wanted to explore, Tatiana was really excited about exploring the elite perspective of the 1%. For inspiration, she looked at Meryl Streep in The Devil Wears Prada and Anna Wintour of Vogue magazine. Okay. Which I appreciate because I love Devil Wears Prada so much. <laughs> I love that movie. So you're saying that um, Rachel might be a little Devil Wears Prada uh-huh. in that? I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. Where she's just like, florals for spring, groundbreaking. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is a question. Will we meet more clones next season? How many? Will we ever meet the original? In order, yes, highly guarded show secret, and stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are they, now these are people from the crew and cast. Yeah, and they stuff. were just okay. like listing fun questions and answering them. Gotcha. So this is insider knowledge. Yes. Does this, Amelia's appearance mean there were surrogates all over the place in multiple countries having clone babies at the same time? Yepers. Yeah, obviously. Come yeah. on. I know they say there's no dumb questions, but that was a dumb one. <laughs> Where are the other clones' birth mothers? We have not yet met the other clones' surrogates, nor their ultimate adoptive mothers. We only see their influence in the unique characteristics and values of each clone. Here's some fun facts from IMDb. On June 13, 2013, 12 days after this episode aired, the United States Supreme Court ruled unanimously that human genes may not be patented. Yes. An opposite ruling happened in Australia the previous February. Uh oh. So don't be a clone in Australia. <laughs> so where's Dyad? <laughs> I guess that's gonna ch- yeah. <laughs> that's gonna make a lot of decisions easy for them. Where do we set up our home base? Yes. The title of this episode is a quote from the final chapter of Dar- Darwin's On the Origin of Species, which ends: "There is grandeur in this view of life with its several powers." having been originally breathed into a few forms or into one, and that, whilst this planet has gone cycling on according to the fixed law of gravity, from so simple a beginning, endless forms most beautiful and most wonderful have been and are being evolved. Toronto! It is also the title of a 2005 book about evolutionary developmental biology, a topic featured on the show. No laughter, guys. I just finished Darwin's things with the yeah, scream of Toronto. I, I read this like beautiful quote and, and then you scream Toronto on. after. She just goes on like it never happened. <laughs> uh, when Rachel makes her offer to Sarah, she says, you will be free to live as you wish with Kira, prov- provided for unmonitored but available. Call it sub- sovereign- bleh, Sovereignty Association. Uh-huh. When Quebec first attempted to separate from Canada in 1980, the Parta... Parti Quebecois, Quebecois used the term sovereignty association to describe its proposed relationship with English Canada. Quebec would have been politically autonomous, but economically connected to the rest of Canada. <laughs> Fun history fact. Thank you for that. That I could not, I didn't realize that was a French word and I started saying it like a Spanish word. Cause How polite confusing. of you. Uh, the building in which Sarah meets Rachel is the same used in the series Suits for the Pearson Hardman Law Firm. Maybe that'll be exciting to someone. Yep. Based on the date on the contract seen in this episode, this season was set in 2002 with this episode particularly on December 16th, 2012. I meant 2012. I said 2002. You did. 2012. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> the end. And strong with an ah. Uh. <laughs> well, what's our double count? Our oh, darn it! Hold on. One, two, three, six. Yes. Yeah. Sarah, Helena, Allison, Casima, Rachel, Helena, Sarah. Yes. Nailed it. I'm so good at this. Good job. You should follow us on Twitter at C Double Pod. And tell us, uh, you know, what you like about the show. Give us a shout out. Give us a shout out. And uh, Toronto. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you have any suggestions or would like us to cover a movie or something, please let us know. We'd be happy to do something that you want to hear sooner rather than later. You can email us at cdoublepodcast at gmail.com. We would love your comments, suggestions. Fun stories, if you have any, and we'll read them when we do our episodes, mm-hmm. because that would be great. Great. <laughs> I'll even purr if you want. Please, okay. <laughs> so cool. And please rate and review us on iTunes, as the only way people will be able to find us because uh, that'll sort of push you closer to the top where people are just looking for something fun. That's how they We're fun. fun. Yeah. I think so. 
I'm fun. Are you fun? Sometimes. Well. I'm hungry. Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bread. <laughs> that's our show. Thanks. And as always, until next time. I'm hungry and also Stephanie. <laughs> I'm Brad and thanks for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh my God.